T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Eleven oh four, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score six seventy the score dot com is what you have. It's Nick Shepkowski with you. Another hour and forty minutes or so up until Cubs pregame today with Zach Zaidman. He's going to be where I am right now. Where's that? It's where you should be. Smoke Daddy thirty six thirty six North Clark. We're upstairs. We're looking right into Gallagher Way, looking right at the ballpark up here. And if you're in this area, you're well aware it's a good place to be. Why? Because it's pouring outside right now come get some food get some great food they served breakfast to us earlier here today was outstanding and now this place is understandably packed as we await the cubs and padres a couple of hours from now here on 670 the score but come see us up until i'm here till 1245 zach's here up until first pitch today and it's all brought to you this morning into the early parts of this afternoon by xfinity the exclusive Wi-Fi provider of Wrigley Field. Fans can access the expanded Wi-Fi service powered by Xfinity throughout the ballpark in Gallagher Way by using the network labeled Xfinity Wi-Fi at Wrigley. It's Nick Shepkowski with you. 670 The Score. 670thescore.com is what you've got. I'm in on hit and run today. Why? Because Matt Spiegel is out in Europe. He's on vacation, so I'm in pinch hitting for him. So people on hold want to talk about what we had a little bit of a discussion of last hour, and it's on getting younger audiences interested in selling the game of baseball to them and how you got go about doing that. We'll get to that in just a second here. Some people are on hold wanting to discuss that. Obviously, you can call in as well if you'd like to chime in on that conversation. 312-644-6767. But a tweet that just came out, from Chris McCoskey, he's a Detroit news sports writer, covers the Tigers amongst a couple other teams in Detroit, but covers the Tigers there for the Detroit news. And I read for you this. The Cubs are amongst the teams interested in Nick Castellanos. They probably want to move Jason Hayward to center field, as add Castellanos' right-handed bat in right. This one has some teeth. Talked about this the other night. I had Russ Dorsey in studio with me on Friday from MLB.com, and we were talking about fixes that the Cubs could have, some of the issues that they've had, and it seems like the glaring hole um, offensively for this team this year has been the talk of, oh my goodness, what are you going to do at second base? When Ben Zobrist was here, he was getting on base at a good clip, but it was pure singles and walks. I think he had one extra base hit in the time that he was here for the month and a half and that was a double. Other than that, it was a singles and walk machine, which there's nothing wrong with that if your job is to get on base, but he's also not the kind of guy that at that time or at any time in his career is going to go steal you a ton of bases either. So second base has kind of been the focus of, oh, my God, you got to address that, you got to fix that, you got to change that somehow. Castellanos is a right fielder for the Detroit Tigers. To say that he's in even the same ballpark in defensive skills as a Jason Hayward would 
you'd be lying to yourself. He's not. He's not anywhere in that area in terms of his defense. But what he does do is something that the Cubs don't so much do. He hits the hell out of left-handed pitching. And unless it's Chris Bryant or unless it's Javier Baez, there's really no one else on this team that can say that. You look at this, and yeah, left-handed, the old lefty-lefty splits, well, they ring true with this Cubs team. When they face a lefty, and think about the way that they're going to have to, if they are to win a National League pennant, the team that keeps coming up that they have to get through is who? The Los Angeles Dodgers. How's the Dodgers, how do they, how do they work their rotation? Who are the big names in it? Clayton Kershaw, left-handed. Rue, left-handed. Rich Hill with that, if, he, if he's ever healthy for an entire season, but as long as he's healthy in the postseason, that's all that matters. But that big, hooking, slow curveball for that lefty also in that rotation. Cubs are going to get by them. They're going to have to hit left-handed pitching and have some success against it, and that's something that they haven't done very much so far this year. Here's Nick Castellanos in 2019 against lefties. 30 games played against him. He's hitting 377. That's not his on base. That's his batting average. 377 against left-handed pitching. 451 on base, 639 slugging. Put it all together at 1090 OPS. That'll play. Even if his glove in right field is a drop-off compared to what Hayward is in right field, and also with Hayward, I think it's important that you kind of look at and you note that he's a great right fielder. It's not that he's a bad center fielder. By no means bad. He's still good. He's still above average. But by no means is he like gold glove caliber saving, taking away runs defensively in center quite like he does when he's in right field. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. If that's the move the Cubs make, and I don't know what the cost would be for a rental at Castellanos. He's in his free agent year. He's going to sign a contract somewhere for some amount of money here coming up this offseason. But it'd be a full rental. I wouldn't expect him to be part of this going forward. wouldn't expect the Cubs to be in on him to extend him after the season or anything like that. But if that's the one move that they make before the trade deadline here, as we sit just 10 days away from it now, is that enough? And are you okay with it? 312-644-6767, your telephone number to call. I bring this up because of the tweet that was just sent out by Chris McCoskey covering the Tigers for the Detroit News. says the Cubs are amongst the team showing interest in Castellanos. Nick Castellanos probably want to move Hayward to center, add Castellanos to right and his right-handed bat to right field, this one has some teeth. I can't help but think of the Cubs the last time they moved, made a move with the Tigers. Anybody remember what that deal was? The reliever that was supposed to come here in 2017 and save the day and sure up the back end of that bullpen? Justin Wilson. Ooh, boy. That was a rough 2017 when he uh, made the transition from Detroit to Chicago. Walked just about everyone under the sun. I guess the good news is, from a Cubs perspective, is they gave up Heimer Candelario, and he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot either. Kind of been back and forth between Detroit and their AAA team over the recent years. But 312-644-6767 if you'd like to chime in on that. Text messages welcome as well, 67011, where you go to send those. Elmwood Park and Chuck is up. He wants to talk about something we were discussing about 20 minutes or so ago. Good morning, late morning, Chuck. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call there, Shep. So what I want to talk about is the on-field product is obviously great, but if you want to bring young people into the ballpark, 
you need the off-field product to be a lot of fun, too. And they're just turning Wrigley Field into like a Disney World. You can't have fun in the bleachers anymore. And I think the perfect example of this is all the shenanigans with Cup Snakes. It's just they're not encouraging young people to come out, have a few beers with their buddies, and have fun. Well, I don't know if they're not encouraging them not to come out and have a few beers. I, I think that that's well encouraged. Why? Yeah. Because it's you charge 11 bucks for a beer or 10 bucks for a beer, whatever it is at Wrigley mm-hmm. Field now. You obviously want that to be the case of come out, enjoy some beers, do it semi-responsibly, and enjoy that part of it because what does that mean? It means the stands are full, you're paying 10 bucks for a beer, and you're making a ton of money off of it. So I don't think so much that uh, – that they're discouraging people from coming out to the park. Like if that were the case, you wouldn't yeah, be seeing thirty-eight thousand plus every in, night. You, what you don't have drunks falling onto the field anymore? Oh please, that's not what I'm saying, Chef. You're putting words in my mouth. I mean, they're turning people away who are wearing barstool shirts. They're making them turn them inside out. It's that level of ridiculousness that's not going to work at a younger product. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that that's you're reaching a little bit if you think that's going to have some drastic change on attendance. Appreciate the telephone call there, Chuck. I just don't think that it's one of those of like, oh, they don't let you wear a certain T-shirt. Oh, my God. I mean, that's are the Cardinals struggling attendance-wise? They weren't letting Cubs fans wear the Try Not to Suck shirts a couple years ago. Oh, they're not letting you wear a certain T-shirt. They're no fun anymore. They're not this. They're not that. They're not the other. I don't think that that's ultimately going to have a whole lot of uh, a lot of say in whether the people are going to baseball games in 20 years from now or whatever it is. Appreciate the telephone call, but uh, I, I don't think it's so much that they're trying not to let you have any fun in the bleachers. Things get carried away sometimes, certainly, but I don't think that's the mission of anyone anyone there. It's nice, though, that the Free the Cup Snakes has made it all the way on these airwaves. Didn't know I was going to get that call today, but I appreciate you making it, Chuck. 312-644-6767 is your number to call. Text messages welcome as well, 67011-847-TEXTER. How would Castellanos be different than Daniel Murphy last year? Good hitter, no fielding that goes along with it. Well, ultimately, that's, that's definitely part of it. Yeah, you don't look at him and you're like, yep, he's going to save a ton of runs. The good news would be, unless you include Albert Almora in that trade, you take Castellanos for his bat, six innings, maybe seven innings, hopefully have a lead, and then you move Almora to center field as a defensive replacement later on in the ballgame. You move Hayward from his spot where he's fine in center to where he's great and right, and you try to win games that way with having more offensive production, almost like it was like like the way that Kyle Schwarber was used in 2015 in the postseason, where, all right, going to get him two, three, maybe four at-bats, depending on how the offense is going, but ultimately he's not going to be in there in the eighth and ninth innings to close out a game defensively if you have a one-run lead in the eighth or the ninth. You're putting out your guy who's going to actually you have confidence in making the play. I think it'd be the same thing there with Castellanos. But they do need to hit against left-handed pitching specifically, and that would be a move that that would be the ultimate goal of that move. Of It would be clear-cut what the mission of that trade would be. 
and we'll see if anything comes of it, though. But we're discussing it because that's what's been brought up here as it's a, it's in the not necessarily even that much in the works, but the Cubs are definitely showing interest in Nick Castellanos, the outfielder for the Tigers. Again, this from Chris McCoskey of the Detroit News. They probably want to move Hayward to center at Castellanos' right-handed bat in right. This one has some teeth, or the exact words that McCoskey puts on his tweet and his report here late this morning. As we are just 10 days away from deadline day, I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Is that enough? If you add a right-handed bat, is this team good enough, good enough, currently constructed, that you trust it and you like your chances? You don't have to be a favorite necessarily against a Dodgers team that it looks like the National League is going to go through for a third year in a row, but how does it give you the best chance to win? What addition would give you the best chance to win a best-of-seven series there? Getting a right-handed bat against a set of starting pitchers that are that are heavily left-handed? I like that, especially when your biggest flaws or one of your biggest flaws is indeed not being able to hit left-handed pitching and not being able to hit it particularly well. 312-644-6767, the telephone number to call. Text messages welcome as well, 67011. Get you updated here on the British Open as the coverage of that is brought to you by the BMW Championship at Medina Country Club, August 13th through August 18th, 2019. Visit bmwchampionship.com that's where you go to get your tickets and all your information for the bmw championship right now they are through 13 holes are the leaders in the british open shane lowry still your leader 15 under par he's four shots ahead of tommy fleetwood who sits at 11 under as they've completed 13 holes there at the british open and it looks like it's just a matter of time outside of Jean Vandeveld showing up that Lowry's going to be handed the trophy for winning the British Open. And again, that's all brought to you by the BMW Championship. 312-644-6767, your telephone number to call. Nick Shepkowski with you live from Smoke Daddy, 3636 North Clark Street here at just across the street from Wrigley Field. We're looking right into Gallagher Way. Hopefully some of these rain clouds go away. Hopefully the sun starts to shine and this game gets underway right on time at 1.20 today because the Cubs are playing some red-hot baseball. 7-1 and one out of the All-Star break. Looking for a sweep of the San Diego Padres today in the 1.20 start. That's coming up for you later on today on The Score. We're talking baseball. Until then, Bruce, Le- Bruce Levine joins me right here at noon to discuss all things Cubs and all things 10 days ahead of the trade deadline. That's coming up in about 40 minutes. It's Nick Shepkowski with you, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Well, 
1124 this morning, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score, 670thescore.com. It's Nick Shepkowski with you up until 1245 today. That's when Zach Zaidman's pregame show gets underway. Live here from Smoke Daddy, 3636 North Clark Street here, and just outside Wrigley Field, right across the street, in fact, we look as we sit here on the top floor, look right into Gallagher Way, look right down the third base side of the field. Great vibes here, great place to be here on game day as we're a couple of hours away from the Cubs, hopefully starting off a sweep against the San Diego Padres. They're taking the first two on two muggy, hot, strange afternoons at Wrigley. We'll see what the final game of the three-game set has in store for us later on this afternoon. Catch it all right here on The Score. Zach Zaidman's going to be here at Smoke Daddy as well as it's the Cubs pregame show starting with him at 1245. Like I said, these, these shows, myself and Zach coming up here later on today, being at Smoke Daddy, it's all brought to you by Xfinity, the official Wi-Fi of Wrigley Field. The Cubs, they might be on to something here. Ten days away from trade deadline day. And reports out of Detroit, Chris McCoskey from the Detroit News reporting the Cubs are showing interest in Nick Castellanos in that they'd want to move want to move Hayward to center, Castellanos to right field, and get his right-handed bat in the lineup. And he says that this one has some teeth, is what he's quoted as saying here on Twitter. Castellanos, if you're unfamiliar, not a great fielder, not great by any means in the field. However, a heck of a bat, specifically against left-handed pitching, something the Cubs have had their struggles with so far this year. 312-644-6767. If that's the one move the Cubs make, or if they even make it, you on board with it? Is that enough? Or is there more that needs to be done? Plenty of telephone calls to get for you. 312-644-6767. We go right down the hall, in fact, here. Smoke Daddy. That's our location. That's where Billy's calling from next on the score. What's up, Billy? Hey, how you doing? Good. I was just wondering, I'm at the, the Smoke Daddy, sitting at the bar. Why does Joe Madden not play his best nine players? Well, I think that part of that, appreciate the call and appreciate you stopping by today, Billy. I think why he doesn't do that is what you're seeing here to start off the second half of the year. And this team doesn't necessarily have the same depth as like the Cubs did in 16 or 17 for that matter. But you keep the fresh legs, you keep the fresh bodies around as best as possible. And so when there's the complaints of why is Chris Bryant playing right field today? Why are you getting to Chris Bryant in right field? Well, that's kind of a solution when you don't have as much depth. But what does it do? gives Jason Hayward a day off. Or it gives Hayward the move to center field, gives Elmora a day off. They get creative, and they get ways to spell time or spell time spent on the field for their players throughout the season. It's not a new thing that Madden's done. He's done this for years now, and you've seen it really since 2015. And they'll cite that, okay, yeah, you learn more about yourselves, you learn more about whatever it might be as the year goes on, and that's why you get better. Or John Lester, who was on Madden's post-game show, Madden's post last Sunday, he was asked, not so much asked about it as much as he just offered his opinion on it. And he said, well, this is just a kind of team, and a, it's a group of guys that when it's grind time, when it's go time, we know that we got to answer the bell, and we got to get going then. I think that's maybe part of it. There's definitely when a sense of urgency turns outside of 2018, this team's been there to answer it. But I think so much of it is it's built on the Cubs and with Joe Madden 
they take off in the second half for a reason, and it's because of these unique lineups that they're able to have, that they're able to create, and they keep their guys fresh traditionally all season long, so they're in better shape and they're, they're not as beat up and worn down by the time the grind of the end of August and start of September comes or in the Cubs matter. They're not usually worn out by the time the playoffs come. Last year obviously being an exception, I'd also offer back last year not to want to make an excuse because baseball, any of 30 teams can make, any of 29 teams can make excuses if they really want to, but it, it, you saw how valuable Chris Bryant was when he's not healthy to this team last season when the offense just sputtered the last six, eight weeks especially of the season. 312-644-6767. Nick Castellanos, is that the move the Cubs are going to make? They're going to add a potential right fielder to help their woes against left-handed pitching this year? That's what we're talking about. Quad Cities Mike has something else that the Cubs should be going after, though. What's up, Mike? Uh, I was just calling to see uh, what your thoughts were on if we needed a guy like Nick Castellanos that pounds left-handed hitting or if we need more of a, a left-handed reliever uh, guy because, you know, we don't really have too many of those guys out in the bullpen uh, or is that something that we could make both of those moves? Um, I appreciate the call. My answer to that would be yes. And I know that you're looking for me to pick one side or the other. I don't think one of them gets you where you ultimately need to be. I think that you're on to it right there. And appreciate the telephone call there, Mike. It's it's one of those of their hitting against left-handed pitching, if you're going to get by L.A., has to improve and improve significantly. For a team that hits the ball so well, left-handed pitchers have had their number so far this year. So they need to address that. That needs to improve. In order to get by the Dodgers... Who's the best player on the Los Angeles Dodgers right now? Somebody at the bar listening, shout it out. Who's going to win the National League MVP if it's not Christian Yelich? Somebody just yelled Bellinger back there. You are correct. You're correct. You win the grand prize. Who's your left-handed pitcher that's going to come in in the eighth inning when there's a guy on first and second and Cody Bellinger's up to bat and represents the tying or go-ahead run and you need to get him out? Who's that left-handed arm right you're going to throw out there? I'll give you a hint. It doesn't exist on this Cubs team. Not somebody I have confidence in anyway. If you're going to get by them, you're going to have to be able to have that ridiculous lefty that's able to get him out. And you, I do, I think it's clear as day, you don't have that on this roster right now. And until you get that, your chances of winning a series against them, they're significantly low. It's Yes, it's a game of craziness and a great game of weird hops and strange happenings. And over the course of 162, it kind of evens itself out. But over the course of a best-of-seven series, there's it, it can be more wild and harder to predict, sure. But you still want the odds to be more in your favor or at least control some of those odds or give yourself a better chance, right? And I think that that's part of what you're thinking here is, yeah, if you're going to go and you're going to be able to knock down or knock off the L.A. Dodgers who have won the National League pennant each of the last two years, then you have to have a game plan in order to beat them, not just get by the Brewers or not just get by the Cardinals. Obviously, that's first and foremost. you got to get to the playoffs first. But how do you do when you get there? And you have to construct a team that's able to do that. And right now, they aren't built to beat where the Dodgers' strengths are. And... You're going to have to exploit that at some point, and I think if you go in with the roster as currently constructed, that, yeah, you have that chance of having the upset because baseball happens, but you can improve those chances significantly by one of those two things that Mike just referenced, the left-handed arm 
that they're going to have to acquire and a bat that can consistently hit left-handed pitching. 312-644-6767. Nick Shepkowski with you live at Smoke Daddy, 3636 North Clark Street here, just outside Wrigley Field. In fact, right across the street from Wrigley Field. And it's all brought to you today by Xfinity. Xfinity, the official Wi-Fi of Wrigley Field. Wanting to talk some on baseball and how kids watch it and take in the game. Our old friend from Dwight. Todd joins us next up on the score. What's up, Todd? Hey, Chef. First, let me start off by saying congratulations, buddy. And I mean that sincerely. Um, you're going to love every minute of it, and I'm so happy for you and your family. So, uh, 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 Thank you very there. much. Uh, of course, of course. Um, but, you know, my whole point with, you know, younger kids and having a you know little kid, a little boy that's, you know, right at that age starting baseball and this and that, you know, and I know you did it because I for you when you were in fifth grade, but it, I, it's paralysis by analysis, and I know, you know, there's certain people in uh, on your station and, and announcers that love all the math and the science, but I'm telling you, the average person doesn't. You do homework, and you turn it, you just suck the fun out of it, and it's just this whole, better than everybody, you know, they, they, they have these fancy words like launching, we just called it uppercutting it. Yeah, your, your phone's cutting out there a little bit, but appreciate the call and the well wishes as always, Todd. Travel safe travels wherever you're going right now. But I tend to agree with you on that. Of, I like the math of baseball. I like reading into the numbers, and I like researching. Oh, this guy's really good in these particular splits, or this guy's particularly really good at this. And oh my goodness, like he's undervalued. That's fun for me. I understand for the masses that just want to turn on a ball game and sit for a couple of hours and watch the Cubs or watch the Sox, that the in-depth math isn't that entertaining. What's entertaining? Watching guys make plays. Watch What's entertaining? Watching I mean, the most exciting players in the game. We, we talked about him earlier today, Javier Baez, and what's exciting about him. Yeah, he hits colossal home runs from time to time. You saw him hit one yesterday. But I don't think anybody that watched all, all nine innings yesterday would say his home run was the most exciting thing he did. Most exciting play that he made was a ridiculous tag on the foot of the guy trying to steal second base, Will Myers in the ninth inning last night. And he does that time and time again, makes those fun plays. What's fun watching, well, last night in the White Sox game, if you took that in. What was exciting as all hell is when they put on the hit and run and Moncada scores from first base on a ball that Abreu pretty much rolls through the right side of the infield. Watching a guy score from first on a play like that run the bases and run the bases perfectly in order to score the what was the winning run, that's exciting. The ball being in play, action being on the field. I know there's this idea of, yeah, home runs, people watch home runs, people love home runs, and that's what brings crowds in. And it's cool to admire and watch guys do something that physically I'd never be capable of doing. I'd never be able to step into a left-handed batter's box in a major league stadium and hit a ball 450 feet. There's an art to that, and it's it's cool to watch and it's a feat in and of itself however in terms of excitement like the ball being in play like that's where the baseball issue is I think you're right there Todd and I think that a lot of people are not turned off because they don't like the advanced numbers and knowing more but they don't always want to be presented with it it does I think that there is a large layer there that does take some of the fun out of the game appreciate the telephone call as always 312-644-6767 your number to call text messages welcome as well 67011 it's nick shepkowski with you 670 the score 670 the score.com as we're broadcasting live from smoke daddy 
right here at 3636 North Clark Street in Wrigleyville, right across the street, in fact, from the ballpark itself. So if you're in the area, if you're coming to the game, stop on by, say hello. We're here courtesy of Xfinity this afternoon, the official Wi-Fi provider of Wrigley Field. Before we take a timeout, we go down to Springfield. Scott has thoughts on what the Cubs still need to do before July 31st. What's up, Scott? Yeah, hi, Nick. Um, yeah, I. Uh, what, one thing I think this team lacks um, from a uh, um, a chemistry standpoint, I think they they miss not having Ben Zobrist on that team, and I, I think that this team could really use that spark off the bench, somebody who could play second base, um, somebody who uh, uh, consistent consistently hits the ball. And and that that's what this team needs. They need a that that 2016 hero that they had in in Ben Zobrist. So yeah, appreciate just, the telephone that, call there, Scott. Yeah, and, and I think that you're right. They need someone like that. Is it going to be Zobrist? When Theo Epstein was on, I think it was Friday afternoon with Dan Bernstein and Connor McKnight. He alluded to the fact that we're going to know here in a matter of days, probably within the next week, of if Zobrist is going to play as a Cub in 2019 or not. That it's not this, okay, push it down and wait another few weeks or it's a ways out. That we should know here probably by next weekend if number 18 is going to be worn by Zobrist in a Cubs uniform here before the end of the season because you figure he hasn't played since mid-early May. Take a couple of weeks to get in the timing back and you can work out as much as you want, but until you're seeing live pitching and playing in live games, it's not quite the same. And Zobrist is kind of having an interesting year, too, to start. It's one that you expected a bit when he signed his four-year deal. You knew that you were trying to strike when the iron was hot, and that for 2016 and probably 2017, you liked your chances with him, but you're curious what would become of him by the time he's 38 years old in 2019. And Zobrist, the pop was gone from his bat at the start of the year. I mean, no doubt about that. He had one extra base hit his first month and a half of the season, and it happened to be a double. It wasn't even a home run. However... He was a guy that was getting on base at a 350 clip. And if you say that the Cubs couldn't use that in some way, shape, or form, or some capacity, I think you would be wrong. However, with this much of a layoff, what have we just seen with Craig Kimbrell since he signed his deal and come to the Cubs? He looks great, uh, especially on Friday when he strikes out the side. But Craig Kimbrell, we were kind of giving him this, this leave of, all right, maybe a little bit of time before he looks like Craig Kimbrell because he hasn't had the regular time to get ready. He hasn't had his regular spring training. I think the same would apply to Ben Zobrist. When you're out for that long, whether it's injury-related or not, when you're out for that amount of time, there's going to be like a certain kind of, not learning curve, but just a getting back to yourself time that comes with it too. So it would be one of those of, all right, well, maybe he's up then by September, but it's going to be even a little time from there until he's firing on all cylinders in order to do so. It's going to require a ton of playing time, and I'm not so sure that that is going to be the case. Appreciate the telephone call, as always. 312-644-6767 is your number to call if you'd like to join us. Bruce Levine is at the ballpark now. He's going to join us right at the top of the hour. The bottom of the hour that we're at right now is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Join Coach Fitz and the Big Ten West champs, number 17 Northwestern, this year as they host Ohio State, Iowa, and more. Season 
tickets on sale now nusports.com 312-644-6767 your number to call text messages coming in 67011 we'll read some of those react to your calls up until noon when Bruce Levine's here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score What you trying to say to me, Zach Withers, that I'm a creep, that I'm a loser, any of that? Welcome back in. 670 The Score, 670thescore.com. Nick Shepkowski with you. 3636 North Clark is where we're at. Smoke Daddy up until 1245 today. That's where I'm going to be here. Then Zach Zaidman's here until 120 in the Cubs' first pitch. He's doing his pregame show from here. So if you're coming to the ballpark today, this afternoon, get down a little bit early. Stop by, say hello to us at Smoke Daddy just across from the ballpark, 3636 North Clark Street. It's all brought to you today by Xfinity. Xfinity, the official Wi-Fi provider of none other than Wrigley Field. As we look out the window and the sky is starting to clear a little bit here on the north side of Chicago, look at the ballpark, look at the cathedral itself as the Cubs try to make it 8 of 9 post-All-Star break against the Padres today. you got to like their chances with Kyle Hendricks being on the mound. Talking a little bit about the Cubs, though, and what they do here in the 10 days remaining before the trade deadline as they're obviously a good team. Are they good enough to hoist or raise another National League pennant, though? In order to do so, you assume whether it's in a five-game series or a best-of-seven series in the NLDS or NLCS, at some point, you figure the Dodgers are going to be there and you have to get through them. How do you do so? Well, you got to get somebody that's going to get Cody Bellinger out. You got to get somebody that's going to be able to hit left-handed pitching with consistency. You got a couple guys, but by no means do you have a full order or roster of those guys. Which one of those is most important to you? 312-644-6767, your number to call. As we've been discussing this for the past hour or so because news out of Detroit, I hesitate to call it news, maybe slightly a report. But Chris McCoskey from the Detroit News says that the Cubs are amongst the teams showing interest in Nick Castellanos, probably want to move Hayward to center then, at Castellanos to right and have his right-handed bat then in the lineup because the Cubs in their struggles against left-handed pitching. And Castellanos has been a monster against left-handed pitching so far in his career, but especially this year. Is that enough for you if that's the one move that they make? Are you okay with that, or should they be focusing on something else, specifically that left-handed arm in the bullpen? 312-644-6767. It's Nick Shepkowski on Hit and Run this morning on The Score. I'm in for Matt Spiegel, who's on vacation. And we go out to Milwaukee. Steve has thoughts on what to do with the Cubs here as we get towards the latter half of the year. What's up, Steve? Hey, Chef. I just wanted to echo uh, the congrats from the previous caller, and it's not often that I agree with Mac, but... And he said it's the greatest thing you'll do in your life. He's right. I got a young daughter, and it's definitely the best thing you're ever going to experience. Um, well, thank you very much, Steve. Oh, my pleasure. As far as what the Cubs do, it depends what they'd have to give up to get the guy from Detroit. I'm not sold on that doing it. Counting on Ben to come back at 38, when he was having a down year. He's been bent over us. I wish he was. And if he is, then good Lord, we're, we're getting something great. But lefty out of. San Francisco. If you can get Will Smith from the Giants, that's what you got to do. Because other thing is Ian Happ. Ian Happ is starting to put it together in the minor league. I don't know that they believe in him. Maybe that's somebody they're trying to trade. His value's not that high, but you can get Will Smith. Go do it. Congrats again to you, Chef. 
Thank you, Steve. Uh, very much appreciate that. Ian Happ has turned a corner, uh, seemingly so in Des Moines, where he spent the entire season so far this year. An interesting name to bring up there. You're still selling low is the thing with Ian Happ, and you get in trouble if you do that too early. However, you also get in trouble if you don't sell high on guys that are potentially sellable. I know it's unrealistic to think that after the World Series in 2016 that Kyle Schwarber was someone you could trade, but now you look back on it and like, oh my God, the value that he had post-World Series 2016 versus what he has turned into, it'd be revisionist history to say that anyone suggested it, but you would have gotten a ton for him and probably been a better spot as an organization had you done that. But I, again, I also understand that it's unrealistic to to think back to that day and say it, but I apply it to the Ian Happ part of you'd be selling extremely low on that guy. And the hard part about trading for Will Smith right now, the left-handed reliever from the San Francisco Giants that the Cubs are actually going to probably see at some point over the next three days when they're in San Francisco for the first of three in a what turns out to be a nine-game road trip, also stops in Milwaukee and in St. Louis along the way there. The thing about Will Smith which is a concern, and it's not specifically just because of him, but the Cleveland Indians going on their hot streak and getting back into the race of the American League Central has made the price on Will Smith go up. What do I mean? Well, Brad Hand, the left-handed reliever from the Indians, probably their best arm in their bullpen, was going to be readily available, it seemed like. The Indians were 12, 13 games out at one point seemed like they weren't going to be a team that was competing for a playoff spot. And instead, the last couple of weeks, you've seen them go on a tear, play some really good baseball, and all of a sudden, they're knocking on the door of the Minnesota Twins who have fallen on hard times, and it looks like it's going to be a race all of a sudden in the American League Central to determine who the champion is of that division and who gets the playoff spot. So the Indians no longer looking like, oh, they're going to be sellers. Sure, there's still rumblings of Trevor Bauer possibly being moved and them getting major league talent for him to to help with their major league roster but in terms of selling off pieces and selling off guys hand who would be seen as the best available left-handed pitcher or left-handed reliever i should say seemingly is off the market that ups the value or the asking price if you're the giants of will smith and i'm curious how much of a bidding war to get smith then the cubs would allow themselves to get into is, is my part and my question with that. In terms of Ian Happ, I don't know if Ian Happ would be enough for that to, to land Will Smith. He is a rental, so that does factor into the equation. But Happ turning a corner there in the minor leagues, in case you were curious, uh, this from the Des Moines Register um, from just two days ago, and talks about talks at length of speaking with Desi Wilson, the Iowa Cubs hitting coach, and then also with Hap himself. He says that he's getting back to where he needs to be, feels more comfortable. His power numbers have shown that here in recent days, hitting a slew of home runs. And then his pitching co- or his hitting coach, in fact, says went back, watched film, told him this is where you need to get back to. Has worked extremely hard since the middle stretch of the season has turned into his best part, and we really feel like he has turned to corners, even if the numbers don't so much agree with it. So Hap seemingly turning it around as in July he's got a 1076 OPS for the month of July down in AAA. During his previous 10 games he's hitting 359, four home runs, however 15 strikeouts in that time as well. So something to keep your eye on there. But in terms of Hap and at the big league level, right now I mean you look at it 
and Ian Happ at second base. Robel Garcia has been a great story. Like the old don't ever quit, try it on your dreams and, and, and that thing. That's been fantastic with him because he's come out of AAA where I don't know how many Cubs fans even knew the name Robel Garcia as little as a month ago. And he's turned into a guy that has at least spelled them a bit at second base. Now, is he the long-term answer, or is he the answer that's going to solve all their problems there at second base for the rest of the year? I don't know. That might be a little bit of a reach, but there's no doubt about it. They've gotten, if they if the, all they were looking to try to do was get a spark from him and get a spark there from that position that they hadn't previously had this season, that mission's been accomplished, and it feels like anything else you get from that is a bonus, but it is interesting to see what they do second base-wise and potentially trade-wise with an Ian Happ or whoever else might be out there to float to land back some Major League talent. We have to pause for a time out. We're broadcasting live at 3636 North Clark Street. Smoke Daddy is the location straight across the across the street from Wrigley Field is where we sit here on the second floor looking right into Gallagher Way and it's all brought to you today by Xfinity the official Wi-Fi of Wrigley Field. I'm Nick Shepkowski in for Matt Spiegel who is on vacation he's out touring the great country of Ireland so that leaves me with you this morning here on Sunday we're joined live right here at Smoke Daddy Next by our fine baseball reporter Bruce Levine he pulls up a chair next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.